Talk Radio Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A good evening, everybody, and welcome in uh, to the big show. It's that time of the month when it's time for uh, our president's report with Pat Eiding, president of the AFL CIO. I'll let all of our uh, listening audience know we're presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness. We're powered by Pond La Hockey. We're fueled by our good friends at the Senesta Hotel. We're uh, Jay Doc. We have another Labor Leader Roundtable coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll let our audience know. Uh, more about that and we're driven uh, by Jim Stevenson and our uh, friends at Chapman Ford and I want to take this time Jay Doc as I come to you to say hello and welcome you into the program Uh, we send a big welcome back uh, to Great Adventure a very union friendly theme park who has joined us again uh, for the summer of 2018. We got so much going on in in labor so happy to have uh, President Pat Eiding um, for his monthly broadcast and and obviously the the 43rd uh, Pennsylvania AFL-CIO convention uh, with the new school board. A lot of things going on to, and a lot to talk about. Now, I've got a big menu uh, in front of me, a menu that will probably not get through all of the topics, Pat, but I welcome you in for uh, for the president's report. We'll have you for the full hour, and as Jay Doc mentioned, and I guess the most appropriate place to be. The last time um, that we connected at the All-Star Labor Classic, you were uh, leaving University of the Sciences, and you were making your way to Pittsburgh. And I, I did make it, by you the way. It. Yes, I, you I did. I <laughs> The, the toughest part of the travel was getting through Belmont Avenue on the Schuylkill Expressway, but uh, made it all the way up there, and uh, glad I did because it was a great it was a great convention. Uh, you know, Rick Bloomingdale and, and Frank Snyder did a great job putting it together, but it's typical of the great job they've been doing for the years that they've been representing the people of Pennsylvania, and uh, uh, they do a good job. Uh, you know, one of the good things about uh, folks like ourselves that are in some sort of leader position. We can have all kinds of disagreements, but what we wind up is when folks are doing a good job, we have respect for each other and uh, a little friendship too. You know, it's a little tough hearing about the uh, the flyers up there all weekend. Ooh, that, uh, oh. It was going to happen, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I did get a text on the, the morning after the seven the, the seven nothing hit or whatever it was. Oh, the one we just that, got demolished right now. Yeah. We were so, optimistic for about a day or two, but what was great was that that, that uh, President Blumendale and, and Frank Snyder were unanimously. Uh, oh yeah, voted. absolutely. I, there, there was no opposition for them, and and rightly so because they've done a great job. And you should know that the Philadelphia Council very early months ago uh, put a resolution together that the oh, the labor movement in Philadelphia supported both of them for their their position as president and secretary treasurer, and uh, we carried that with us to to Pittsburgh and. Uh, uh, and it was a great convention because they got reelected, but it was also a great convention because we did a lot of work on uh, po- political things that are coming up, uh, politics, endorsements, um, other issues and energies that have to be taken care of to help people. You know, there's there's stuff going on all the time. Uh, Rich and Frank do a, Rick and Frank do a great job uh, up on the hill where you know every day we have folks coming out to beat us up. Uh, Terzai and his gang, uh, I swear Terzai sits in there and waits till he sees the count 
And as soon as he sees the count by one, he throws up a bill that he's trying to get, not the least being the work comp bill that took place last week. So it's it's uh, it's a fight all the time. But the convention came together great. Uh, Pittsburgh is a great town. They do a great they do a great job, hospi- you know, hospitality wise. Uh, pretty good restaurants up there too, by the way. It's not your smoky Pittsburgh town that it used to be. Uh, President Trump came on and did a a great job uh, bringing the troops together with the. The issues of the day and things that we have to do, and uh, it, it, all in all, it was just it was great. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of energy there. Um, folks are buoyed. They're buoyed by the last election that we had here in Pennsylvania, that turned things around. We're buoyed about some of the candidates that are running, and uh, you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say folks are running away, but some of the some of the uh, right wing folks, and I'm not talking party here, but right wing folks are, are running away from their own party because. Uh, I think they see that the people are starting to realize some of the stuff that's going on. I, so. I absolutely agree with that. When I think the most, when you were talking there, the first thing I thought of was, uh, you know, I, I thought back on the day after uh, the presidential election and how absolutely the dark cloud, I mean, it was unbelievable. But our leadership in Pennsylvania and in Philadelphia stayed the course. And I, that's why that particular day, I thought it was so important to have yourself, Pat, and President Bloomingdale on the program because we needed our leaders. Now, look at the landscape nationally. Nationally, it's a mess in, in Washington, D.C. with Trump, uh, you know, and, and all the craziness is going to. Now, it there literally could be, a comp- be because of that, a total turnaround, and our leadership stayed the course. And that's why I think we're, 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 we're positioned well because – you know, we have strong leadership here, and, and, and obviously, uh, by the results of the convention, I think we're positioned well, um, to, 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 and hopefully that, that, that trickles down to the, uh, to the state house. And you know what, Joe, uh, Joe, you know, if, if Trump did anything else and some of the other folks, what, what they've done, they've energized the leadership. They've oh, yeah. energized the members. I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, Michigan, one of the strongest union states in the country, uh, went right to work. And so we all put our heads down and what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, you know, our national group has, has put together Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and, and uh, uh, Ohio as a group because of the politics. And what we come to find out, after Michigan became a right-to-work state, because of the work that they did in-house, they increased their membership by 50,000 people <laughs> in a time where we thought all, all the world was going to come to an end. So, you know, listen, our energy in Atlantic City uh, a few months ago, our energy every day is, and we're going to have a training program uh, here in Philadelphia from ASCII that is is about organizing within your own ranks. Absolutely. Finally, and you've heard me say this in all the times we've been on the radio, we need to talk to each other more. We need to talk to our members more. And that's what organizing internally is all Let about. Let me ask you this, Pat. As, you know, do you feel, are you comfortable with where the community where the union members are, 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 are they all collectively together now? To me, it would seem more than ever uh, that the connection with where leadership is and where membership has to be so in sync. Joe, we're not there yet. And, and, and I think the mistake we would make is if we thought we were, because that's what happened to us in the first place. We, we didn't we didn't connect with our members. We didn't connect with our members as far as parties. I'm talking about political parties. Listen, uh, you know, I can't disagree that the, the, the National Democratic Party kind of went into a stereotype. I mean, they went into a position where they weren't hearing our knees. They were talking over us. They were talking to some banker. And, you know, 
Well, gee whiz, we can't have two parties doing that. And so by talking to our members about, and it's always about the issues. It's always about uh, folks being treated fairly. It's it's about, uh, for example, we have an issue where Trump and his organization is going to want to try to privatize a post office again. I mean, we went through that years ago. And, and But if our members don't understand, they'll say, so what? You know, is it going to cost me a penny less for a stamp? So we have to we have to talk about that. We have to we have to we have to go on a job site, maybe even climb up a scaffold, if you will, and say to the guys, let's talk for a minute or the girls. Let's let's see what this is all about. And I think little by little, folks in, you know, different parts of Pennsylvania, especially in the steel areas, are realizing in the, in the mine areas, Trump's not going to start any new mines. Right. They're not going to start mines in this country. We- and, and so that's a lie. And. They'll also realize, and right now they're on a little bit of a high because their income tax got uh, changed a little bit. Guess what? Those folks who got $25, 30 $40, 50 uh, in their check, when they come to the table next year, they're going to have to see a whole realization in the years after that because it's, it's a borrowed time. They have been given this tax break for a short period of time. It's going to be rescinded at some Smoke point. Screen. And the people who are the 1% who are getting you know, a thousand times more of a tax break, that's going to go on forever. They they got this handed to them. So when people start to count and look at it a little bit, it's always easy when when you got that little shot of money. I mean, listen, especially folks who have need money, folks who, who are working and just about making it, that that's a, like a big shot. But they're going to realize that the things that are talking, and listen, the, the history is going to tell us that all the positives that we're talking, not everything, but many of the positives we're talking about, the work picture, how much little unemployment there is, the economy, that all started under Obama. Anybody thinks differently is crazy. It didn't start all last year. That was on the way up. Now take a look at the markets. What's happening to your you know, your 401s now when you don't know what uh, what this man's going to do? I mean, I know some people lost $50,000 in, in a week or so. And, you know, that didn't happen because of Obama, that's for sure. So well, it's interesting. times have changed, and people are, but they're not there yet, Joe. I, I didn't want to let that hang. We need to stay with our members and talk to them about these issues. One minute, Jay. Sure. No, I mean, um, I totally agree with that. And, and uh, you know, we talked last week about with to, to Congressman Brendan Boyle. You know, and I'm being a little sarcastic, but we remember we we asked him, we said, listen, do, do you think that, that, that Trump is going to get impeached? And, you know, he said, you know, as long as he doesn't try to fire the uh, attorney general, uh, at, you know, he'll be, he, he, you know, be fine. I personally hope he stays in office for the rest of his term. And I hope nothing happens to him because I can't wait till the next election. I think that, you know, I can only imagine what the Koch brothers and them far right wing buggers are thinking right now. They're in huge trouble. So I know we got to take a break, but as you leave that thought, keep another thought why you don't want him to get impeached, because the guy waiting in the wings is way right. Exactly. The guy waiting in the wings is further right than anybody else you have right now. So be careful what you ask for. You never know. Exactly. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's a special uh, with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. We're going to stay on uh, this topic of the 43rd uh, Pennsylvania AFL-CIO uh, Constitutional Convention, which was in Pittsburgh. Pat, when we come back after the break, I just want you to comment on Governor Wolf was in attendance uh, and he spoke. I want to get some feedback on there and then we'll bounce off of that and we'll get out into uh, a lot more conversation as we roll along here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Back in a moment. Back here live on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Two weeks from tonight, we'll be back at the Senesta Hotel, J-Doc, with our uh, monthly Labor Leader Roundtable. That'll be... um, 
hosted by the Sinesta Hotel. Great spot, always a good session, uh, and we get together the top labor leaders from around the Delaware Valley, and we'll have a good session. Oh yeah, as well. we're gonna we're gonna talk about the entertainment uh, community here in Philadelphia. So we're gonna have Iotsi's Mike Barnes, and we're gonna have Steve Lashinsky from SAG. After hopefully we will have somebody from the Philly Film Office uh, and and a uh, a nice cast around them. And so. to be determined as we continue to sure. work for that. But two weeks from tonight, we'll be uh, back at the Sinesta with our labor leader roundtable. Pat, just a quick follow up or just some closure to your meeting uh, in Pittsburgh. Governor Wolf was there um, uh, to speak to the leaders. Uh, what was his message? Well, I, I think his message is pretty clear. We, we need to, uh, the schools need help. He's, he's stepped out, he's put his neck out because uh, in everything we do and everything we're trying to do, if we don't help the kids get into these, to get better, and I'm talking about every kid, I'm not just talking about who can afford to go here or who can go there. If we don't get, if we don't get our education process in the state of Pennsylvania up to where we're putting out kids that can go and be electricians and they can go be doctors and they go be whatever, they can't, we can't be having facilities that are, that don't, couldn't even, you couldn't even plug a computer in if you wanted to. I mean, so he talks education all the time, but he also talk, he's always talking about the needs of working people. I love the fact that when he references where his kids went to school and where he went to school, and, and I told this story back a long time ago, one time on the radio, that was one of my first questions to Governor Wolf, and I said, sitting right here and right in our offices here in Philadelphia, I said, where do your kids go to school? And that was kind of like a pointed question, and he, he said very casually, they go to public school. And I and I said, public school, well, you could send your kids anywhere. He said, that's true. He said, and I send them where I think they get the best education, and that's public school, because that's where they learn about the life and where things are. He said, my parents could have sent me anywhere, and they did eventually, but when, when I went to school, I went to public schools. So it was that kind of message that he he's never he's never left that message. He's always on that message. He's also he's also I think emphasized the fact that where we have folks coming after us that he's going to be there for us. And I I think that's what I hope people are hearing working people whether they're you know represented by a union or or whatever understand that he's for working people. He's he knows about working people. Without a union, without having to be enforced, and he treated his own workers well. That's right. So that's the kind of person you want that doesn't have to be forced to do it. And I, and, and I just, I just, his message to, to the folks who were at that convention, obviously, were in some ways talking to the choir because they're really very supportive of him. And I think what we came away from there, even after he spoke and before he spoke at our, our executive sessions, is that we need Govern, Governor Wolf probably more than he needs us and 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 i mean that sincerely because what we have waiting in the rings now wings now you know with what we see we can do and and some of the work we're doing internally uh getting folks motivated and 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 involved there's a good chance we can give him some support if we could give him either house up in harrisburg we could get a lot of things done and i'm not just talking about unions i'm talking about working people families folks that need these things you know, every day of the week, the, the terrorist eyes and, and those folks are trying to take stuff away from who? Working people. Not from themselves. They certainly haven't done anything for themselves. So the message he sent was very clear. He, he, and, you know, some folks might think he's monotone because it's the same message, but he hasn't changed that message in three and a half years. Do you think, Pat, he feels um, heavily supported? Right now, or, 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 or does he feel isolated a little bit in his position? Well, I... I think that you know, I'd have to give you that answer in two directions. One, where I know uh, he's supported is is organized labor, very much so. I, I don't 
I can't believe there's anybody that I know of or heard in any part of the state of Pennsylvania that doesn't support them in organized labor. In the other working people, they there's a there's a decision there that has to be made, and I think part of what's happened nationally, and I think part of what's happening here in the state, uh, where where you know the right wing folks here are, are picking wings off of flies is what they're doing with all the little things they're doing. I think working people, especially the the you know the women in this state, are going to see it for what it's for, and 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 so. In some ways, we may not have that feel and, and that vibration because we're not there every day. But I, I think our members who are working every day, are fortunate enough to be working every day, will, will really give us the good, the good balance of what the folks who don't have the benefit of, of organized labor and folks who maybe don't need it because they have a good job. I think they're, they're going to take a hard look. I mean, just... God bless us. We're very fortunate that these other clowns, oh yeah, that and their commercials are Isn't it great. Are, they're it's doing great. more than I can we could have ever hoped for. Uh, it just being who they are, and and you know I hope everybody takes a minute, takes a look, and see who they are, who who is asking them to vote for themselves. You know, I mean, uh, God, I I don't know what other message I could send. There's not any better. It's than one of the, the great. It's, you know, it's, it's pull up, grab yourself some chips, get a nice soft drink. Sit up and watch them commercials going back to one clown, and he is an absolute abomination uh, to working people. Uh, has you know, uh, he got his daughter, on, you know, defended him on 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 uh, on his, st- his statewide commercials. But you watch those those guys uh, beating the crap out of one another. It's a, a a beautiful thing to watch. And one of the you know, when you talk about Governor Wolf, what, what we when we had him on the program, what was really amazing was. You know, he you know he comes from the business sector, as we know, and he is supports organized labor and like like there's no tomorrow. You would have thought that he grew up in a labor union. He understands how important it is. Um, you know, to, the, the ability to collectively bargain. He was a business owner, and his and and he said to us directly. He he said directly on the air. We weren't we weren't a union shop, but if my members were not if they were not happy, they would have they should have the the, the right to organize and to collectively bargain. And um, so he he's just an amazing guy. And by the way, Jay, he didn't ship his business overseas anywhere. He kept it here through good and bad and, and tough times. He's you know he's always been there and and. Uh, and so I, I think the, the follow-up on the convention, though, for both of you, have to understand when you ask about how the governor was received, uh, a, a strong, long standing ovation, not only when he walked in the door, but why he, why he was talking. And then when he was leaving, when people start doing something else, right out the door they gave him that strong. So, so you could feel that in the room, that the support in, in the organized labor across the state of Pennsylvania, they're going to be out there fighting real hard to make sure this governor has another term. What I'm hoping they do is work just as hard getting him some support. And I think we, I think we have some things working on the table that uh, from the endorsements that happened up there, from what I see happening here in around Philadelphia and the four counties, we have a lot of good things to work on. I want to get you to quickly comment on uh, your reference of education uh, and the conversation with Wolf. I just want to get you to quickly uh, comment. Uh, we haven't had you on since the new school board uh, was selected. You were part of that process, a very arduous process, a very tedious process. Uh, are you now uh, comfortable? Are you now happy with what the end result is? We have 60 seconds before we go to the break. The, the short answer is yes. Because I had the opportunity at various levels to to vet those folks out. Now, to say there weren't other folks that were really good, there were. 
But, you know, at some point, the mayor had to use his discretion and his, his ability to pick the best nine that he felt. Uh, I would have I could have inserted a couple other folks in that nine, but I'm not the mayor. Our job was done. I think the committee we worked together with did it well. Uh, certainly going over that many hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, uh, resumes and, and letters uh, was well done. The group uh, of folks of us, many of us, I, there were folks on that committee I never met, never met before, the other folks that I did, and vice versa for them. And we came together with one common cause, try to pick the best of the best of Philadelphia that would commit the time to do the job that's ahead of them. And by the way, it's a big job they have ahead of them. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor along with Jay Duck. I'm Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, it is our uh, monthly special. It's the President's Report with Pat Eiding, President of the AFL-CIO. Uh, we'll continue after the break. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We thank all of our listeners for tuning in from around the Delaware Valley as we come to you uh, on a Saturday. And we thank President of the AFL-CIO, uh, Pat Eining, uh, for taking time uh, to be part of uh, this monthly conversation. Uh, every month there's a lot of relevance and there's a lot of importance. No different uh, now, Pat, except that we're in the month of April and uh, we're starting to get to that point, J-Doc. We've started to talk about the elections. There's conversation. The we had it in the midterms and all all of that now, all of that importance really is starting to resonate in a big, big way. Absolutely. And and, and so at the convention, uh, the 43rd uh, Constitutional Convention of the PAFL-CIO, Pat, you guys, um, there was a, some ca- endorsements of candidates, a lot going on there in preparation for, I think it's May 15th. Um, what do we got? Well, you know, in some ways there were some things that happened that were kind of unique. Because of what happened by, you know, the state Supreme Court uh, finally taking a look at these uh, regions and, and uh, uh, putting some fairness in them. And uh, I, I know that our friends over on the R side don't like that. But, uh, it, you know, having a having a neutral ground for a change, uh, that's something I'll have to get used to. Maybe we, maybe we're going that direction. But, you know, what's really unique is, is a fellow by the name of Rich Laser, who we know from working as our deputy mayor for labor here in Philadelphia, did a great job. Uh and and he couldn't get everything done, but boy, he worked hard at getting things done, and uh, in a, in a fair way, fair for the city, fair for the workers, and those things. So, but what's unique about it, you know, the fifth congressional district now is 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 uh, is an odd situation. Two thirds of it is in Delaware County. Well, maybe not quite two thirds, but the biggest part of it's in Delaware County. A little piece in, in Montgomery County, and then a, a little bit bigger piece in Philadelphia. So all three, you know, we're central labor councils. We have Philadelphia, we have Montgomery County, and Delaware County. All three very early came out and endorsed Rich Laser for the fifth, the fifth congressional seat. And in some ways, that sounds like, well, that's what's so big about that. Well, you know, in Delaware County, a lot of a lot of our folks uh, through the years have had a lot of relationships with the Republican Party, and and and. There's nothing wrong with that because they, you know, Pelleggi and some other people were there for us when we need them. They might not have been there every minute, but they were there when we needed them. But in this case, what makes a little difference is that there's a lot of people running for that job who are in Delaware County. And and I respect the fact that folks in Delaware County are, are leaning towards somebody they like to have from Delaware County. But I think, uh, I, I, I don't want to sound too too sure, but, you know, because I don't like to be cocky about anything. But I think with the labor movement and all three counties coming together for a common cause, 
similar to what we did with Lamb, is going to show folks that when we come together, we can get these things done. And so I think there's going to be a tremendous showing for, for Rich Laser. Uh, I'm really, I'm really like excited the fact that we all come together on things. And, and since I've been here and, and we get along good with the councils around us, but politically, there's always been some sort of disconnect. I don't think you're going to see that here. And there'll be other candidates, there'll, there, you know, the other folks, uh, but we have a couple people down there. We, uh, you know, we have a, uh, we have a teamster running for, for legislative seat up in the house in Pennsylvania. We have Rich Laser. We have some other people. And I think the energy that we're putting together on, on, Richie's thing, not to take that away from Boyle or Evans or anybody else because we're supporting all of them, uh, but I think the energy is, is going to feed over, and I think that's good for, I think it's good for everybody, working people, and, and we'll be re- represented, and, 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 you know, sit, first of all, let's, let's talk about Bob Brady, 100% for working people since he's been in Congress. Absolutely. 100% for labor unions since he's been in Congress. We will not miss a step if Richie Laser goes to Congress in the 5th Congressional District. We don't miss a step with Evans and, and, and Boyle. Listen, there, there's just a great opportunity here for us. But we want to keep in mind that the folks that we endorse for the states are very important because, you know, we don't give Wolf the, the, the support that he needs. He only needs a little bit, sure. especially on the Senate side, to, to keep things the way they're going in a positive mode. And through all his fights and, and the budget fights and the things he's had to do, we're actually moving forward a little bit. And, and we're starting to see some people change their mind about taxing maybe the, uh, the, 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 the gas baseball and stuff like that. So I think our endorsements uh, were, went through a process that, by the way, didn't flow through without some discussion and debate. What's that process like up there? Well, when, what happens here is that the councils in, in the area, they make recommendations to the state. Unless it's a local municipality, mayor, you know, city council. And anything at the state level or the national level, the recommendations go to the state. And most of the time, if, if, it's, a, if it's a seat like Boyle's now, they'll be strictly Philadelphia. The recommendation from the Philadelphia Council will carry a lot of weight. And so all the folks who are on the executive committee, including myself and others from here, from across the whole state, will look at it that way. There are times, quite honestly, when... Uh, when it's split a little bit, it's not strong, that sometimes if if we don't present ourselves the way we want to the other po- folks in the other part of the state, similar to them with our part of the state, it could get disconnected a little bit. Especially but, if there's crossover areas. Exactly. And so we had some discussion about some state positions that, uh, you know, here in Philadelphia, we did our recommendations. We had a whole couple hours a few hours to do the recommendations and we and we do it in a very democratic way there's a vote if the vote's not clear we raise hands if the hands aren't clear we'll take a secret ballot so that recommendation goes to to uh, the the state convention and or in the off years of state conference now if there's not something that's not clear now in richie's case delaware county philadelphia and montgomery county all voted to support rich laser so that was I mean, I don't know how the, the, the state people could go against a, a unanimous vote like that. And by the way, they were all unanimous in the councils. So then when you get down into some of the state positions, there were different thoughts. I mean, you know, you you have the 177th, it was Taylor's for all these years. And, and uh, uh, let, let's face it, it it's it's a wide open seat now. John Taylor, in my opinion, did a great job. Sure. Uh, in many cases, John Taylor, I hate to do a party analysis here, but he was probably more Democrat than some of our Democrats because he was there when we needed him there. So, uh, you know, I hate to lose somebody like John Taylor. And, and certainly he 
wasn't with everything we did because he's got a party that he has to deal with. But now there's there's some you know there's three or four or five candidates in that position that are viable candidates. And and uh, you know with the feeling of the world with the you know looking for more women in politics and those kinds of things. So in the end of the day, we didn't have a clear we didn't have a clear vote here in Philadelphia. Uh, you need two thirds, by the way, to be recommended to the state. So what happened at the state level that was thrown out for discussion, and uh, a, a, a fellow by the name of Sean Kilkenny got the endorsement from the state and from you know from the labor movement now, but it it wasn't without a debate and and, and this is what's great about union process, politics. Right. Sure. It, you put it all out there, sure. and then what the, but then when you come back with what you come back with, that's who we support, mm-hmm. and that's the way it should be. I mean, it's 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 not like national. I've often said that if, if politicians would ever learn about union politics, you know, where brothers run against sisters and right. fathers run against sons, it's real politics. Sure. And so we went through a process. Now, most of the time, if you have a clear re- recommendation from the council, you don't have that come about up there. But in this case, and, and maybe one other, there were there was discussion and, and votes. So in that case, uh, it took the state discussion to come up with a clear endorsement by the state. Now, what does that mean in value? That's who can put on their literature or whatever they're endorsed by the AFL-CIO. You can't do an endorsement of the AFL-CIO if, if the state, at the state session, it's not voted on. That's the way our bylaws are. That's the way we got to live there. Now... What does that mean to local unions? Listen, it's it's like anything else in the world. Uh, individuals can do some things they want to do. I mean, we don't go into a voting booth with every one of our members. And some locals who will be split on this will still possibly not join in with the crowd. But when you when you say what the labor movement's going to do for a candidate, it's important to have the endorsement because then we can fold in, if not 100%, most of the unions that are putting their people on the street and the money they're putting out will be for the candidate we endorse. So it's a big value. Uh, you would anticipate 100% support of Laser, of Richie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, don't, I have not heard one negative about Richie Laser. Oh. Uh, you know, and, and so, but even more so than just not hearing anything, I, I think people are engaged, I, are going to be engaged. I think people are anxious to vote for Richie Laser. And, you know, what we have to hope for is the other folks who are working people, especially working people, hear what we're saying about him, that he's a good working person. Quality human being. People, quality stuff. And, you know, hopefully the, the separation of state, if you will, how many in Delaware County, how, I hope that'll be overridden by the value of the candidate. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, joining us here on Talk Radio 1210, uh, WPHT. We'll take our final break uh, of the big show when J-Doc and I return. Uh, Pat will talk about Memorial Day, Workers' Memorial Day and May Day. All of that coming up when we come back after our final break on a Saturday night. And back here live on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT special, one hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. Well, guys, we talked about politics a little bit, but I want to come home here a little bit because I, th- I think, you know, especially Johnny Doc, as he heads up the Philadelphia Building Construction Trades and, and things we're trying to do, you know, the discussion of inclusion and, and, and having folks get into the building construction trades has been bearing around for years here in Philadelphia. And, you know, one of the things I've said to everybody, stop dealing in numbers and let's talk about 
getting folks who can do the job uh, once we put them into the, to the whatever the apprentice program, be able to comprehend uh, what they're doing and, and be able to get out there and, and be part of that world once they get uh, their journey co- journey person's card. So, uh, you know, we have a couple things here in Philadelphia, and I think the trades are not getting the kind of credit they should. Uh, number one is a program called Penn Assist. Which is which is developed out of a relationship with Penn, who's going to build a billion-dollar tower out in Western West Philadelphia. Uh, Driscoll, uh, GBCA, who heads up all the union uh, contractors, to put some kids out of uh, the CTE schools, which are, by the way, they're the class schools now in Philadelphia. We haven't gotten vocational schools yet, but we, you know, and and see who wants to be in the trades and how we can not only help them get into trades. But uh, give them a job while they're doing it, pay them a, a decent wage while they're doing it, and then you know the GBCA come funding what they call a boot camp to help kids who want to get in a particular trade to get them past whatever obstacles they have. So when they take the test and go forward, they can get in there and you know really give kids out of school an opportunity to be a tradesperson. And the only people, quite honestly, they we had a big presentation at City Hall. The only people who are really stepping up to do that, quite honestly, uh, is the Philadelphia Building Trades Unions and uh, Pat Clancy at Philadelphia Works because out of uh, the the uh, group that they, they interviewed for the classes, uh, 45 out of 70 looked like they wanted to be in the trades of some sort. Unfortunately for us, and this speaks to the fact that we got to do more work in our schools, only 12, about 12 of those kids uh, were able to read past sixth or seventh grade reading uh, and do math that's somewhere around seventh grade. That's not going to make it in most of the trades. I don't know of a trade that you can do, especially with the math and not being able to read things to sure. be able to get there. So, so Patrick and Tony Wigglesworth from Palm and the building trades are working hard to get those kids' jobs until this tower that they're going to build, by the way, is just coming out of the ground doesn't have a place for 45 kids right now. So eventually, I think the hope is that they'll work on that job. Eventually, all of them, through some help, will get into the union. But, you know, we found out a whole lot of things. One is that a lot of people put their name on a project. And then when it comes time that time and need, like right now, when we kind of get these kids to work, they're out of school, the job's not ready, try to find them a job. Well, the only people doing that are the building trades. Now, they haven't gotten all 45, but they've done one heck of a job. Tony Wigglesworth, Johnny Doc, uh, moving unions to take people in. We have unions that won't have one bit of work on that job site, not one bit, like the Boilermakers, who are taking kids and trying to get them in their union. So they're doing what folks have asked them to do, and they're doing a darn good job. Now, I heard last week, you know, you had a big to-do at City Council about this program called Rebuild. By the way, from you know, if the money from the soda tax sustains itself, it's going to go back in and take care of rec centers and libraries and those things. It's a five-year project. Probably over five years, there'll be 150 jobs. And there, the debate that's going on is how do they work that and do the same kind of principles similar that with Penn Assist, find ways they can go to work on these jobs and then find ways for, for folks to be morphed in to being able to, you know, teach them a little bit, boot camp, how to take the test, get into the union. So, and the unions are all on board. But city council publicly came out last week and they were bashing the unions about the reason a project's not going, one of the reasons not going forward because the unions won't agree to take these kids in the union. And that's not true. That's not true. And I, you know, I have a good relationship and, and I think highly of, of the council president, but that's not true. 
What they're asking the unions to do is sign a document that if somebody comes on a job, one, any one of those jobs, we don't even know who the employers are going to be at, and he worked anywhere at a trade, whether it be a week, a day, or a month, he would automatically go into a union. And that can't happen that way. Because what I said publicly over the weekend, where all you're doing is pushing people for failure. Sure. At the end of the day, it, it does. it's not the union that puts people to work or keeps them working. It's the employer. And there's not an employer in the city or outside the city. If you go on a job and you can't do the work and you can't keep up with the work, they're not going to keep you. So so that's that's the wrong approach. The approach that the building trades are trying to do, work together to do it, maybe uh, I'll keep using that term boot camp because that's the best term that's used right now. What that's about is trying to help folks who want to get into the union. It may be somebody who has worked around a little bit and needs to be inserted somewhere. We, there, there's a lot of ways this can get done, but it's not going to get done by standing on, on a bully pulpit, blaming other people because and saying they're not doing this and they're not doing that. It's not true. So there's a great opportunity here. But I have to tell you, and I've said this to a lot of folks I talk to, if we don't pay more attention to our kids coming out of school, it doesn't matter whether they want to be an electrician, a plumber, or a chiropractor, they got to be able to do better than seventh grade reading and math. And we're doing an injustice to our kids, giving them a diploma and putting them out that way. So uh, I guess this is a two-part thing. One is, uh, is my hat's off to the trades because they're trying to do what everybody's asking them to do. But at the end of the day, what they want those folks to have is somebody who can have a not just a trade, but a trade that can give them a, a life a life wage supporting kind of job like we know they can be. Uh, I'll give you an example. Young fellow went into the insulators. The head of the insulators, Steve Pettit, wrote a letter about how great the kid is. So the good things are happening. Standing in the middle of a, a, an event blaming somebody and saying the reason we're not getting something done is because of the unions is just falling back to 20 years ago when that's what happened when people didn't want anybody Absolutely. and, and quite honestly right now i'm going to take my hat off again don doc and the unions are stepping up better than they have in a long time uh and not getting credit for it and i'm i'm telling you if i'm the voice of reason or the voice of being a pain in the butt I'm going to make sure that folks know nobody's going to put the finger on folks that are doing the work. I don't think that's right, and it shouldn't be. Uh, well said, Pat. Before we go, um, Workers Memorial Day, uh, the the event that's this, this coming Friday, um, just an incredible event that's at the Sheet Metal Workers Hall, Friday the 27th. A uh, couple words on that? Absolutely, Joe. It's, an, it's a great event. It's a great event for a sad reason. It's about our folks who get hurt and killed on the job site. And I'm not talking about building construction. I'm talking in the work world. Uh, whether they're organ, you know, most of the time these happen where there isn't organized labor because we have safety things right. that we can do to protect. They go to work in the morning and don't exactly. come home. These people, and that's all we ask. We want to be able to come home the way we left the house. And Barbara Rocky, who's the head of Philipposh, God bless her, she's done a fantastic job. Jim Moran before her, sure. who you know does it's a national thing we do. Let's not forget yourself. You're a huge supporter. Well, you know, I'm, I'm the helping hand. I'm I'm going to help her get in the coffee. But <laughs> but but the the idea is to to show respect to the families and the folks who either lost their lives or got hurt. It's a great event. It's over at Sheet Metal Hall on the 27th at 9 a.m. It'll start. It'll kick off. When they're done, the ceremonies and the talk and who I know the governor was there last year, they'll they'll march down with a coffin, you know, signifying what they're there for. And at the end, when they get to Penn's Landing, Every name that's passed away through accidents on a job will have a rose, uh, a comment made in their in their behalf, and a rose thrown into the river river uh, in, in, in memorial of of those folks who we lost. Because, you know, 
There's another whole show about what the administration is trying to do to take away those safety things that we sure. have, like OSHA and that. This is out of respect for the people who lost their jobs. Anybody who can be around on Friday the 27th at 9 a.m., it's a great event. Absolutely. That's going to do it for our show tonight here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks to the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, uh, for joining us. Pat, thank you very much. Jay Doc, another good job by you. Well done uh, on your part. Appreciate it very much. For all of our listening audience tuning in, and they continue to tune in on a Saturday night, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.